welcome to Science is Fun E. I am your host, Private, a.k.a. Avery. I'm 10 years old and currently in the fifth grade. Joining me today is Skipper, a.k.a. Craig, who is trying to complete a hard level in virtual reality and keeps failing. I'll have you know I am great at virtual reality. Yeah, right. Why do I keep getting all the high scores then? Maybe that's because I already passed it. So, Avery, it's been a while since we've uh, posted a podcast. Yeah, there's been people that have been sick a lot lately. Skipper got a new job teaching, and I started doing a acting program in the town that I live in, and there's just been a lot going on, so I'm really sorry. All right, so are you ready to put one together now? Sure. All right. Skip, what is the sun made of? Private, in the past, people believed some pretty wild ideas about what the sun was and what it was made of. Like what? Well, like the sun was made of ice. Huh? Ice? That's crazy! Who would believe that the sun was made of ice, of all things? (laughs) Well, in 1798, Charles Palmer, who was an accountant, said that according to the Bible, God created light before he created the sun and planets. So the sun couldn't be the source of light. It had to come from somewhere else. So he reasoned that the sun was only a lens made from ice that was focusing the light on the earth. What else? Well, some priests and ministers thought the sun was hell. In 1775, a man named J. Weideberg thought that the sun was made from heat particles that were emitted from the sun and could clump together to form the planets. So the Earth is made of heat particles? That sounds like it could be pretty true. Yeah, but no, there's no such thing as heat particles. What else do they believe? Mm, During the 18th and 19th centuries, it was widely believed that the sun's body was a hot, glowing liquid, and that sunspots were solar mountains sticking up through that liquid. That's cray-cray. Yep, and one of my favorite scientists, William Herschel, who discovered the planet Uranus and the electromagnetic spectrum, thought the sun was actually cool, but has a dazzling hot outer cloud that gave the Earth its heat. He believed that solar people lived on the sun's surface, which he thought was covered by grassy meadows and beautiful lakes. Hershey? The guy that made the chocolate bar? No. But he was a famous scientist. Uh, how could he think something like that, though? Well, it just goes to show you that without real facts, pretty much anyone can be convinced of some pretty crazy stuff. So what is it made of, Skipper? Nope, it's not made of Skipper. What's cooking? Mother? Oh yeah, like, hey, what's that up in the road? A head? Ha <laughs> ha, I love dangling participles. One more. Walking through the woods, the trees were magnificent. <laughs> Sounds like magnificent trees were walking through the woods. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, okay, so back to the sun. The sun and all the other stars are mostly made of the element hydrogen. If they're mostly hydrogen, why are they glowing and giving off heat and light? And cosmic rays, radiation, and lots of other stuff, too. Yeah? How come? You see, it all has to do with gravity. Gravity? Yes, matter, like all that hydrogen. It produces gravity, and gravity attracts matter. So... So all that hydrogen attracts itself and condenses to form a huge ball or sphere of hydrogen. So? So the gravity keeps condensing and compressing the hydrogen, and the hydrogen atoms start to get hotter and hotter. Eventually, they reach about 100 million degrees. Wow, that's really hot. So that's where the heat comes from. No, Private. 
it's when that temperature is reached that the real cause of the heat and light gets started. The real cause? Yep, nuclear fusion reactions. It's nuclear fusion that produces the immense amounts of heat and light, radiation, cosmic rays, and all that other stuff we see coming from the sun. Didn't we talk about nuclear fusion in an episode a long time ago? Yes, but it bears repeating because it's so important for lots of other reasons. Like what other reasons? It's the nuclear fusion reactions that changes the hydrogen into all the other elements. It's the elements that all the planets and all the things on the planets are made of. Wait, we are on the planet Earth, so are we made of those elements? You know it. But Skip, how come the sun can burn for millions of years? Wouldn't it burn up all that hydrogen? Well, in the case of our sun, it's billions of years. And remember, it's not burning. Burning is a chemical reaction. This is nuclear fusion reactions. And those kinds of reactions produce millions of times the amount of heat and light that chemical reactions can make. Cool, but how do we know this? What is the evidence? How do I know that what you say is true and what William Herschel said is not true? He is more famous than you are. That's my girl. Always be skeptical when somebody tells you something. Make them prove it. First, just because you're famous doesn't mean you can't be wrong. Heck, even Einstein was wrong about some things. Okay, so the evidence in this case is pretty overwhelming. For example, we can feed the light from the sun through an instrument called a spectrograph. What does that do? A spectrograph separates the light coming from a source into all its wavelengths, and that produces a kind of fingerprint of the elements found in it. Huh? See, something that is glowing will have a very specific pattern of bands, a pattern that will be different for hydrogen than for glowing magnesium or sodium. By analyzing the patterns, scientists can figure out what the elements are in a star or sun and how old the star is and how hot it is, too. The sun is so cool. The sun is very hot, Private. Not funny, Skip. Kind of funny, Private. Okay, so a kid at school said that the Big Bang was when an atom was at the center of the universe and exploded. Is that right? Mm, nope, afraid not. It's not that simple, Private. It sounded like it could be true, so I was just wondering. Well, when we first learn something new or complex, we don't remember or understand all of what is said. So our brain tries to figure it all out by filling in the gaps we missed with stuff that we do know. Often the person comes away thinking they know something, but what they know isn't complete or entirely correct. So how do we get to know the whole truth of something? Usually by going over and over the material, thereby filling in the gaps we missed each time with the correct information until we finally understand it. I think your teachers call it uh, studying. So let's do some research. So Private, what do we know about the Big Bang? Okay, so here's what we know about how the universe began, what we call the Big Bang or the Big Expansion. Scientists studying the origins of the universe have figured out that the universe is about 14 billion years old and started as a singularity. I looked singularity up and it said that a singularity is a location in space-time where the gravity field of a celestial body becomes infinite. And since they become infinite inside the singularity, the laws of normal physics cannot exist. What does that mean, Skipper? It means we have no way of using the laws that we live by today to describe what that singularity was. But since almost all the galaxies we see are moving away from each other, they must have been in one spot originally. Makes sense. Okay, so after the universe began, it cooled enough to form elemental particles. I think that some of the elemental particles are what made the protons and neutrons that atoms are made of. 
That's right. Good job, Private. Those elemental particles that you're talking about are called quarks, and it's two up quarks and one down quark that makes a proton, and two down quarks and one up quark that makes a neutron. Right, and one proton and one electron makes hydrogen the simplest atom. Wait, where did the electron come from? It's another elemental particle. It's from a group called leptons. Oh, that's not confusing at all. Quiet, Buster. There are a lot of elemental particles, but skip. My research said that they don't always behave like the particles. They sometimes behave like waves. I'm only 10, but I don't understand how something can behave like a wave and a particle at the same time. Private, most scientists don't either, but all the thousands of experiments that have been done show the same thing. Particles at this level, the subatomic level, like photons of light, they also behave like waves. It's called the wave-particle duality. Okay, moving on. Once protons and electrons came together to form hydrogen, then gravity was created, which turned the hydrogen into stars and suns, which created all the other elements by nuclear fusion. And when the stars exploded, all those elements were sent out into space to form into planets. So the planets were made from the dust of exploding stars. And the things on the planets were made from that dust too, including people, private. We are made from stardust. That is so cool! Yay, science! You got that right, Private. Well, that's our podcast for this week. Come back next time for another episode of Science is Fun E. Oh, and don't forget to visit our website at www.scienceisfune.com or listen on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or just search for Science is Fun E in the podcast section of your favorite podcast app. To suggest possible topics for upcoming episodes, email topics at scienceisfunee.com. And remember, you could win a Science is Fun E t-shirt if you send in a suggestion and we use it in an episode. You can email me at private at scienceisfune.com or skipper at scienceisfune.com. I'm private, aka Avery, hoping you have a great week. TTFN.